You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Monday, September 11th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about fears over big batteries catching fire. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. People don't take electricity for granted in Roquette Lake, New York, in the remote high peaks of the Adirondacks. In winter, when ice and wind often down the power line into the hamlet, the 100 or so year-round residents stay warm by cranking up diesel generators. Prep for the busy summer tourist season begins in February, when they gather on the lake to saw out 250-pound blocks of ice. The meltwater will cool beers at the taproom all season long. Steve Vaselli, a part-time resident of 16 years, chalks it up to a mix of century-old tradition and precaution. Let's talk about green energy, he says. That's green energy. Earlier this year, National Grid, the local utility, presented the village with a new solution, a microgrid anchored by 12 trailer-sized containers filled with lithium-ion batteries. Raquette Lake experiences 12 times more outages than less remote customers, the utility says. The 20-megawatt battery bank would put an end to that. It would also contribute to New York's goal of installing 6 gigawatts of energy storage by 2030, a crucial part of keeping the grid stable as the state rapidly retires fossil fuels. Locals were skeptical. Vaselli worried about the battery's location, a few hundred feet from the lake and surrounded by state-protected forests. R.S. Bird, one of the village's only year-round emergency medical technicians, wondered what would happen if someone got hurt. She had read about lithium-ion battery fires in the news. Her husband, Mark, born and raised in Raquette Lake, is chief of a tiny all-volunteer fire department. The nearest hospital is 75 miles away. Bird could see the need to contribute to the climate fight, but we're feeling that this is being thrown at us, she says. The local benefit, about four hours of power during an outage, wasn't enough to feel secure in a severe winter storm, she believed. Worried whispers gathered into a movement, A handful of residents gathered in the bar to make signs and rallied on TikTok. In late May, about 100 people, many in neon yellow t-shirts reading No, No, No Lithium Battery Farm, crowded into a town meeting that included utility officials, the project developers, and a fire safety expert from New York City. Shocked officials were repeatedly drowned out by chants and boos. Why are you trying to ravage our community, one resident demanded. 
Scenes like that are growing more common around the U.S., where grid battery storage is poised to double this year to more than 18 gigawatts, according to the U.S. Energy Information Agency. As the industry has grown, so have local concerns about where exactly the truck-sized 40-ton battery containers are being placed. In California, proposals that once sailed through have been mired in opposition campaigns and lawsuits. In New York, public meetings meant to hear proposals have instead given rise to battery storage moratoriums or bans. The immense need for grid batteries are clear. In addition to backstopping on and off wind and solar energy and preventing blackouts, they can directly replace dirty parts of the grid, such as natural gas-fired peaker plants that fire up when demand exceeds supply. For neighbors, installing a battery can allow the removal of toxic fossil fuel infrastructure. As with any development proposal, community opposition is complex and localized. Though easier to hide than wind turbines or solar panels, battery installations can mar the view and construction can create noise or dust. But concerns about safety have become potent fuel for opposition efforts. Developers can point to data indicating that grid battery fires are rare, but neighbors will fixate on the unknowns. Just how rare is rare? If there have been fires and explosions, then people will connect that to the infrastructure proposed in their community, says Sonia Carley, co-director of the University of Pennsylvania's Kleinman Center for Energy Policy, who has studied opposition to clean energy projects. An analysis by the California Public Utilities Commission estimated that 2% of grid storage facilities will experience major safety-related incidents, with the risk greatest during the first two years of operation. Most other incidents are addressed quickly. But some experts say the risks should be better explained to would-be neighbors. Guillermo Rain, a professor of fire science at Imperial College London, says that the industry has done an excellent job making fires rare despite the inherent volatility of lithium-ion technology. Safety measures are still evolving, he adds, and there are significant gaps in our understanding of how to prevent and lessen the impact of the most catastrophic blazes. We're playing catch-up, he says. The risk is unknown, and it has to be measured. Sparks, arcs, and flames are a risk in any electrical system. When they occur in or around a battery, the outcome can be disastrous. When flames warm a battery cell, one of the repeating components of a larger battery beyond a certain temperature, a chemical reaction begins that produces more heat, triggering the same process in neighboring cells. Thermal runaway can take off in just milliseconds before smoke or heat can be detected by an alarm system. The fire spreads first within a cluster of surrounding cells that share electronics, known as a module, and then onto others until a whole rack of batteries is ablaze. Researchers who study battery safety acknowledge they must strike a difficult balance, critiquing a young industry's blind spots while also keeping the past in perspective. Frederick Larson, a Swedish researcher who has studied HF emissions from batteries, points out that incidents involving batteries are dwarfed by those in the fossil fuel industry. Pipes transporting natural gas cause thousands of explosions in the U.S. each year. It's ridiculous that we combust gasoline inside cars, he says, but we figured out how to make it safe. Batteries could reach a similar level of social acceptance with the right data, his group's research is among the only public data on HF emissions, and other potential contaminants, including heavy metals and other fluoride components, are even less well studied. He wants to see the battery industry share more about its chemistry and its internal safety data, 
That would lead to better strategies for managing fires, potentially avoiding shutting down a highway or a town. Others, like Rain, the fire scientist, continue to be frustrated by the mantra that battery fires should be watched, not fought. The industry has done an excellent job of making fires infrequent, he says, principally by minimizing the faults within cells. But work on system-level suppression is far behind, Rain argues, raising the specter of infrequent but potentially catastrophic incidents. It's unacceptable that we know how to create a fire that we don't know how to put out, he says. He thinks the industry finds it difficult to talk about safety because it fears giving the impression that grid storage might be unsafe. That may be changing, especially as the rapidly growing industry faces more questions about past incidents. I think there's been continuous improvement, says Andy Tang, vice president of energy storage at Bartzilla, a global power infrastructure provider. He points to changes in the container design and better training for first responders, as well as a shift to iron-based cells that reach thermal runaway at higher temperatures than their nickel-rich predecessors. His company is keen to point out the ways in which its systems go beyond basic safety requirements, including extra rounds of system testing and sensors that track local weather conditions to avoid overheating. Other improvements, including lithium-free designs with lower fire risks, will be arriving on the grid in a few years. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, learn why an award-winning piece of art can't be copyrighted. Checking in on Wired Science, scientists just tried growing human kidneys in pigs. And on Wired Security, after leaving many questions unanswered, a new postmortem from Microsoft explains the series of slip-ups that allowed attackers to steal and abuse a valuable cryptographic key. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.